You're listening to The Anatomy of a Book, Episode 38. Academic writing is just a series of small steps that add up to big results. So why is it so hard? And why can publishing be so anticlimactic? And what's the deal with all the imposter syndrome feelings? In this podcast, I'm sharing a peek into the academic writing life, warts and all. Stick around to hear musings on writing, publishing, book marketing, and all things scholarly. Let's figure out this academic writing business together. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. On this week's episode, I want to talk about the topic of knowing when to be done and to send off whatever manuscript or project you're working on. When is it time to um, complete it? And this is especially on my mind as I've been wrapping up um, my third book, and it can be a little bit hard to let go. And I want to acknowledge that because I think that we can procrastinate the revisions or the turning in of something because we're just not quite ready to let it go and have it be off of our plates. And books in particular feel very permanent. And I think that there's always that concern that you haven't read enough, you haven't included everything, um, something new is going to come out while it's in press, and you're not going to be able to include that thing. And this came up for me a lot, actually, with my first book, which was on rampage violence narratives. And like while it was in production, another like feature film came out that was um, featuring a rampage violence storyline. And that was what the book was about, um, fictional narratives of rampage violence. And I realized that, you know, there was always going to be something and I was never going to be able to stop producing the book Um that there was always going to be a new novel or a new television episode or something that was going to want to be included in the book. And I just had to cut it off at some point and let it go. And this is also true for this most recent book um, on managing your professional identity online, because every day, uh, it seems, there's a news item about an academic who is being you know, harassed online for something they've posted or they're being fired for something they posted on social media. Like there's always some new social media platform or feature or something that could be included in this book that would be of use to people. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of the questions that I kind of ask myself to help me know when something is done and also some strategies I use to help myself let go. So the first question I ask myself is kind of from a very fundamental place, have I created what I consider to be a helpful resource? Is there enough information? Is there enough um, kind of strategies, tactics, tools, templates, guiding questions in the document or in the, the book that I have written where I feel like someone could take the current form and they could be helped by it? And this is really personal to me because a lot of the things that I create, especially most recently with my books, are more practical and therefore kind of professional development purposes. And I want to make sure that when it gets into the hands of a reader, it is useful to them. And part of how I can answer this question is based on the reviewer feedback that I get. And um, reviewers for this book were very positive and enthusiastic about the practical nature of the book, the different kinds of things that I put in there to kind of guide people through the process of um, both creating and then managing their professional identity online. So I did feel like um, by the end, I, I did have this kind of useful resource that I could share. 
But also my reviewers pointed out to me a big hole in the book, which was really dealing with online conflict. And so adding that chapter and talking with people about online conflict and kind of the practical steps that people can use when they're either experiencing an attack online or they're seeing someone else being attacked online, that was one thing that when I saw the reviewer feedback, um, it did make me feel like, oh, that is a helpful thing that is not yet in the book. Like I need to make sure that gets added. And so I created a new chapter and put that into the book. The second question that I asked myself, and this is really getting to the question of like, when can you stop reading and incorporating new scholarship, is have I included the resources that I feel are foundational to the question at hand? And part of this for this most recent book in particular was an extensive glossary that I included in the book. And as I built that glossary and as I added in new components, it really did help me to see the larger picture of all the different kinds of things that I was talking about that academics could potentially use or refer to as resources as they're trying to manage their identities online. And I think this glossary ended up being, oh, I haven't looked at it in a while, but it was, I think it was close to, if not over a hundred different things in this glossary that people could refer to. And so the glossary is one way for me to kind of think about that. Um, The other way for me to think about it is looking at the most recent literature as I was reviewing um, the reviewer feedback and also just kind of taking a glance at the different things that had come out since I had submitted it to reviewers because it was about a six-month window, there was at least one book on digital academics that I read and incorporated into the manuscript. But I mean, I think that this one is a little bit easier for me because I know there's always going to be something Um, There's always going to be something that someone might say, oh, you know, I wish you'd included this, that, or the other thing. And um, it's just not possible to recreate kind of the internet and put it into a book um, or recreate, you know, a, a scholarly database and put it into the book. So it is a total judgment call about what are the kinds of things that I think are foundational to the question at hand. And to some degree, it comes down to what were the resources that were most helpful for me when I was going through this journey? And as I've talked with other people, what were the resources that were most helpful for them? So it's a little bit crowdsourced, and it's a little bit based on you know the dozens of conversations I've had over the last year and a half as I've been working on this book. So when I can answer both of those questions, when I feel that I've created a helpful resource and when I feel that I've included the resources that are foundational to the main question that I'm helping people to answer or the main task that I'm helping people to do, it makes me feel a little bit better um, about moving forward. The third question that I ask myself is, have I created something that is basically the best that I can do um, at this stage in kind of my career, at where I am in the year, with the time that I have and the resources that I have? Um, is this basically the best that I can do? And this is the question that I also ask myself before I send something off to reviewers. Have I kind of taken this manuscript, whether it's a journal article or a book or a proposal or a conference presentation, have I taken this basically as far as I can without the feedback of someone else? And then when I get the feedback of someone else and I'm responding to that feedback, I ask that question again. Have I basically done the best that I can do to respond to this given what I know about this topic and, um, you know, the research that I can do, the time that I can give this, have I done the best I can? And then the final question that I ask myself is, um, especially before I turn something in, 
is this something that I would be proud to have my name associated with? Because especially for books, this is a huge part of building my brand. And people will ask me to speak on these topics. They will, um, you know, reach out to me with questions about the book. And I want to be able to sell the book and market the book with complete confidence that this is the best resource that I could have created and that I feel that this is a helpful resource for people. And I need to be proud of it in order to do that. I need to feel really strongly that this is something that will help people um, to better create and manage their professional identities online. So this is also something that I ask myself um, at any stage, really, when I'm turning over a manuscript, because I know that it's always possible that it could be accepted at that stage. And that I might not get, for example, you know, a lot of reviewer feedback that's asking for revision. They might just say, this looks good. Um, And at least in one situation, my editor um, for my second book was willing to accept it without sending it out for review. He thought it was fine. And I asked for it to go out for review. And I'm really glad I did because it resulted in another chapter in the book that was really um, meaningful and useful. And also it resulted in reorganizing the book's chapters. So I'm a big believer in feedback, but I also have to be able to ask myself, am I comfortable with moving it forward at any stage where I know that it could just be um, kind of taken up and published with my name on it? So the other thing that I've been thinking a lot about that really does help me to let especially book manuscripts go is that I've gotten into the habit of making companion websites. And this allows me, I think, a little bit of flexibility and freedom of, you know, if something doesn't make it into the book and I think it's really useful for people or if it's something that comes out that I think people need to know about after the book is in press, I can put it on the companion site and I can link to it. I can share this resource with people and I can say, here's some extras of things that maybe didn't make it into the book but could be useful. And there are so many places in this book manuscript where I have referenced the companion site and said that there is going to be information on there for people. And um, I've already bought the domain name. And and the next step once this book um, is kind of moved officially into press is to start building out that website. And I think that that makes me feel slightly more comfortable with letting it go, that I know that there is this kind of extra space online where I can include additional resources, tips, um, links, and things that might be useful for people um, that just didn't make it into the book. Now, I think the other thing to keep in mind is that books, um, and especially the ones that I write, cannot be, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages long. And we all have to make judgment calls about what goes in and what does not go in. Um, And oftentimes when I'm writing books, there's quite a bit of trimming of things that don't get included. So that other question is, it kind of goes back to, have I included kind of the foundational resources that I think are useful? Because there's always going to be stuff that doesn't make it in. So these are some of the ways that I kind of work through knowing when to be done and letting myself kind of pry my fingers off a manuscript and actually click that send button to turn it in. Um, But I'm really interested in your strategies, how you know when to be done And if you're struggling with letting these manuscripts go, because I definitely don't think it's an easy thing, and especially when you work on something for months and months or years and years, and it feels so connected to your identity and to, you know, your work um, and the kinds of questions that are really important to you, it can be hard to let that go and and let it go out into the world and kind of stand on its own. So um, let me know. 
feel free to tweet me at katie double underscore linder or email at contact at katielinder.org or leave uh, your comments in the show notes at anatomyofabook.com. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Katie Linder. Thanks so much for checking in with this week's episode of Anatomy of a Book. I will be back next week and look forward to connecting with you then. Show notes and transcripts for each episode of The Anatomy of a Book can be found at anatomyofabook.com. That's anatomyofabook.com. If you like The Anatomy of a Book, please consider leaving the show a review in iTunes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends and colleagues. The best promotion for the show is definitely word of mouth. You can also hear from me each week on the Research in Action podcast and the You've Got This podcast. Both are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. I also produce a free weekly email newsletter called The Academic Creative that focuses on topics like productivity, resilience, and creativity. Subscribe to this newsletter at katielinder.work to get it delivered directly to your inbox each week. If you want to learn even more about my work and projects, visit my website at katielinder.work. Thanks for listening.